vicious. Good afternoon, good evening, good morning, whenever you're listening. This is New York Talk, the Rotherham United podcast. Um, we had five quiet days of the transfer window. Five quiet days! I know, that's um, rare for us. The sixth one exploded a little it... bit. Um, <laughs> and that's what we're going to be covering mostly today. Hopefully we'll get some football talked about as well uh, with the time frame we've got. But who knows, to be honest with you. Um, we have Michael with us. Hello, Michael. Hello, Matthew. Uh, and you've already heard Danny's with us as well. Thank you for joining us, Danny. Hello, everybody. Good evening. Good morning. Uh, whenever you listen. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so feel free throughout the show if you want to let us know what you think. Because I'm sure the topic we're going to talk about is obviously the Apple transfer request. They're going to, we're going to disagree with each other. Us three are probably going to disagree with each other. You're going to disagree with us. Please, if you're listening on YouTube or Facebook, do get involved. Let us know what you think as and when we go through them as well. Because... It's a, it's a hot topic, but as we, as, as we record. Um, what we're going to do first is take a breath and we're going to have a very, very quick word from Manscaped who kind of sponsors us again. This video is sponsored by Manscaped. Manscaped are the best at below-the-waist grooming. Over 4 million lads and lasses use Manscaped worldwide, including yours truly. Now, Manscaped have given me an early look-see at their latest trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0, and I tell you what, it is some quality stuff. They've also given me a look-see at the ball deodorant and the ball toner, which you use for your... Use code NYT for 20% off and free shipping at the checkout when you visit manscaped.com. Now, back to your regularly scheduled programme. That's one from the archives, isn't it? Good Lord. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> Um, so we'll cover the comment. John S is with us, Harvey Kellich with us, Owen No Fours with us, John Morell, the Birmingham fans with us, waiting for Mick's rant. <laughs> Philip Rawlinson's with us. Um, yeah, you know what we're going to talk about, so let's just get on with it and do it. For anybody who doesn't know, I don't think there's many Rotherham fans out there that don't know, but if there are, I'll sum it up. Basically, Freddie Ladapo has handed in a transfer request on Sunday, Sunday just gone. So after the Bolton game, the morning after the Bolton game, he, According to Paul Warren, he rang Paul Warren up and said that Freddie's going to hand him a transfer request. He, he, there's been no falling out. Freddie has decided that his career lies elsewhere, whatever that means. Um, lots of discussion about this on social media. Mick, let's start with you. We Did, did, did you see this coming? Um, no, I don't think I did. I don't think any of us did, did we, really? It, it came as a bit of a surprise. Uh, I don't think shock is the word. I think just a surprise. Yeah. Um, I, I think I'm probably going to disappoint John, to be honest, uh, because I, I don't really feel much of a rant. Um, you know, I'm, I'm pretty ambivalent about it. You know, if he wants to go, he wants to go. That's fine. That's not a problem. If he sees his his his, um, his career progressing elsewhere, that's that's absolutely fine. I'd, I'm, I have to be honest. I'm kind of struggling a little bit to see where all the all the animosity is coming from. Uh, I am. I'm just struggling with it. I, I don't get it. If he wants to go, let him go. That's fine. That's not an issue. 
People move on, don't they? They do. Yeah, it just strikes. <laughs> it's not a foot. He's not leaving for a footballing issue, is he? Let's put, let's put it that way. And that's I'm what we're facing a lot of people. We can't be. We're top at league. We are in a very good position to win the league. We're two games from Wembley, so there's a good chance of going to Wembley and Papa John's, which we'll come on to later on. There is not a footballing reason that he could want to leave this football club. There, there isn't. There just isn't. I, I said there is. Go on. I said there is. I, I, what I say is that we've we've talked about it many times on this podcast over the last sort of probably six to eight weeks about the change in his, his performances, the way he's upped his game, the way he's upped his work rate. I, that is not Freddie. That is not him. That is not his game. It's not the way he's played. It's not the way that he's played that throughout the whole of his career. And I would argue that he's probably he's probably not happy with that. He's probably not happy with the way he's being asked to play um, because he doesn't see that as his role. And therefore, he, he's decided he wants to move on. And I would argue, the other, the other thing I would say as well is, I, I, suggest, I suggest that Will Grigg is not going to get called back by the sounds of it. That's the noise that's coming out of Sunderland. Um, JJ is starting to take off. He's going to find himself, if he doesn't change his ways, if you like, i.e. continue to, to, to keep his work rate at the level it has been and higher, then he's going to find himself down the pecking order. So I, I suspect that in my head, that's how, that's what I see as, as being possibly the, one of the reasons behind it. I might be wrong, I don't know, but I, I, obviously all of it is speculation. Um, but for me, I, I suspect that might be one of the reasons why, one of the footballing reasons why. It's a bit of a cop out, though, isn't it? You know what I mean? Not, not, well, from, not, from what you, not, not from what you said, but if that's the reason he wants to leave because he doesn't like working that hard, he's not going to make it at championship level necessarily. Danny, I'll bring you in. You're not on smoke yet. Um, the way Mitch described it is almost if, if that is one of the reasons behind it, it almost sounds a bit like a um, like a bit of a Lewis Wing situation. Where exactly what I was thinking. He was, he was brought in and he's sort of gone out of his comfort zone. Like Freddie's been here for for two seasons before he was asked to really put a shift in. And and like you say, it, it does seem a little bit sus that he's suddenly started putting in these really pressing, like high press, high attack performances. And then in the next available window, <clears throat> he's um he's suddenly found a transfer uh, one he's suddenly found his transfer request on his on his desk, which by the way is the funniest thing on football ever when he says I didn't think players still did that. I haven't had one of them for in the last twenty years. It's like that. That sent me over, and I thought that was so funny. Um, but for me, it's interesting that it wasn't Freddie that went into Warney's office and said, "Oh, Gaffer, I'm. I, mean, I think we can realise elsewhere it was his agent." And uh, I hope this isn't the case. But if it's the agent that's led it, it almost seems as though it's the agent at the wheel, and Freddie's just there along for the ride, which. I hope it isn't because we see footballers' careers diminish very quickly if that's the case. Um, but he does have a track record of moving on quite a lot because Rotherham's his 16th club and he's 29. Yeah. You know, so, so Freddie has been a bit of a journeyman, but it almost appeared he was just settling into Rotherham, you know, because um, we've currently got him for the longest stint. He's scored the most goals for a football club whilst he's been with us. Um and it, and it looked like he, he was a, he was a, he genuinely bought into Paul Warren's idea, but obviously his agents said otherwise. And from a journalistic point of view, you can understand why Warren is 
upset, shall we say, about the mm. leak because the club, like I say, happened on, on Sunday and Freddie played Tuesday against Crew Andy scored. And probably the transfer request was why his celebration was so mute as well. Yeah. Um, but if it's the agent that has linked it to the uh, leaked it to the press, which is a bit suspicious because Freddie is now following a journalist at the BBC, uh, make of that what you will, it does sound like the agent's gone, has put feelers out quickly and try and find him a new club. Mm. The, the media's got a hold of it and then gone with it. Now, that has had a, a repercussion on the club because now Warney is keeping his cards even closer to his chest. And anybody who's watched Football Evans chat with Warney knows what I'm talking about because um, they asked the question of what's the Curtis Tilt situation and it's the first time I have ever seen Warney refuse to answer a question and just go, oh, I'm going to keep that close to my chest. That's the first time I've seen that happen and it's probably a direct response to what's happened with Freddie. Now, like, we, like we've said, I'm sure there is a footballing reason behind it because he has stepped out of his comfort zone and become more of, an impress, uh, more of a pressing attacker rather than a, uh, a standoffish sort of attacker. However, there are far too many cogs turning behind the scenes for my liking that makes it think mm. it's an agent pushing it rather than Freddie speaking up about wanting to be elsewhere. So I think the um, the whole thing of like like what I tweeted out about it might might have been a mental health issue. You know, he doesn't want to be closer back down to London where his family are and be at a southern club. It does bring that into question a little bit now that we know it was leaked to the media before anybody else mm. knew about it, which forced Rotherham to put out a statement. So it's put the media guys in a in a um, in a difficult situation because now they have to put a statement out saying yeah it's true, but we're not going to say anything else about it. So stop asking us, you know. Um, <laughs> But yeah, there's a lot of cogs to this machine, and I don't think we know where all the cogs are at the minute. We've got Freddie wants um, transfer request has been put in. It's been leaked out. It could go anywhere. This and for me, it's just a shame because I thought it was doing quite well this season. I thought he'd really found his step at the club, but apparently, it's not. You know, but, but like but like Mick says, p- people move on. You know, football is a very quick uh, career, shall we say. Um, but for fans, we sort of have to look at it and go, he's done well, he wants to go, fair enough. But unfortunately, Freddie is one of them players where he is replaceable. He's not your Michael Smith who can do different uh, different jobs up front. Freddie's a very replaceable player, which makes mm. it doubly hard to see, oh, he wants to go somewhere else. Because I thought he found his niche, but anyway. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I find it kind of frustrating. I don't like it. I don't like it all. Um, it's just it's all it's all, it's all people air out the stuff in public in it, and I think that club done right. They kept it kept it close as they should have done, yeah. and tried to get move. If, if we never found out about this and, um, and we got him his move, which may have happened anyway, we would have no, no, nobody would have been the wiser. And if Freddie would have stood in ledger for where he did at Hillsborough, yeah, because he's clearly an agent leak, which is, which is Freddie's camp. So we have to we have to. Uh, I guess it's come from the agent probably, but we have to lay it on his door as well. That's what's going to leave a sour taste in the mouth, mouth. and that's why, what's so frustrating about it. Why do we have to lay it at Freddie's door? He employs fo- the fo- Well, does he? Does he really? Well, yeah. Do you think the Do you think the footballers actually employ their agents, or the agents employ the footballers? The agents, the agents are the ones. They are the they are the dog. <laughs> they're, they're the ones. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. You know what I mean? The, so he, so he, he's still in charge. What's getting? He's, Freddie still has a part to play in this. He, he may he can't have. absorb of any 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 any. any. I, I don't I don't see what there is to blame. I don't honestly. He wants away. Fine. What's the problem? 
Why is it a problem? I, I can't see why. It, well, it's a problem because why do you want what, to leave this club? It doesn't make also, any sense other uh, than cash. What What does it matter? Why does yeah. it Why does it need to make sense to because us? We're, because yeah, because we're, the top the, we're, we're in such very successful period of the time of, yeah, of, yeah. Our, of our football club. So mm-hmm. not only is is it we get losing the play, which is disappointing, second top scorer, whatever it is. It's disrupting where we are. We're top of the league. This is the last thing that we needed because these things can disrupt the dressing room. You can say they shouldn't, and you're right, right. they shouldn't, but they so, can. Yeah. So, so let me put a different scenario to you then. This doesn't get leaked to the press. The agent decides that he's not going to leak it to the press. Hmm. Right. And the move happens because Freddie Solar still put a transfer request in. Yep. And he moves. Everybody in the club knows that he's put a transfer request in. Just because it's been made public, why does that make it a big deal? I think it makes it a big deal because it's broken the bond that some fans have got with Freddie. Because we, we are told, and quite rightly so, that this group is a very well organised and they get on really well sort of group. And and it, 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 and it and it is clear because they're all in it together and they all want to get over to the finish line. But the fact that fans now know that Freddie has put in a transfer request sort of breaks it because it show because to some people probably not to not, probably not to us but to some people it shows that he's not in it for the victory at the end of the line you know it's like it's like with Smithy if Smithy says he doesn't want a new contract but he's but we know he'll put his all in for the club to get us over the line uh, Smithy leaves under a completely different light at the end of the season but with Freddie because he's so put his, I know this isn't like the, the best way to say it, but it almost seems like he wants to put his tools down early and go and mm. work somewhere else without getting the job finished. You know, like like Matt says, we're, we're top of the league. We're I think we're second highest scorers in the league. We're into the quarterfinals of the Pizza Cup. Fred is the second highest goal scorer at the club this season behind Smith. Why would you not from? Our standpoint, why would you not want to just get it over the line and finish? If he wants to go somewhere else end of season, fine, mm. you know. But it's the fact of he's not finishing the job, which is what's sort of put some people out of it. Like, the abuse he's been getting on social media isn't right. I, I 100% not really. that's not right at all. But the sour taste comes from the fact we know he wants out before the job's done. If, it's, if we keep it in-house, different attitude altogether. But it's the fact it's public and the fans know about it, which is why they're upset. Because some things in football need to be kept in house for the benefit of the fans supporting the club and particular players as well. The only reason to leak this is to force is to try and force a move. There is no other gain to leaking this to the press, which means from Freddie's camp, they are trying to force their way out of the club. Asking for a transfer. And then forcing a move are two different things. Everybody's entitled to ask for a transfer, as we know. Sometimes they go through, sometimes they don't. Coming out in public and publicly leaking that information, and we know it's come from them because we know the club haven't leaked it, so we know it's come from Freddie's camp. That is the problem. That's the problem. That, that, for me, that's as simple as that. There's no reason to. I, I, to I think. That. I think. Prob- I think the word problem is a little bit strong for the situation. It's just. Yeah. It's not ideal. That's for me. That's well, sour tears because he wants to leave the club, and I don't want him to leave the club because I think this is the best club in the world. I'm a Rotherham fan. That's what I meant to think. But that's where a lot of it comes from. It's trying to force his. It's trying to force the club's hand. When from what Paul once said, again, we can only take him at his word. They will happily move him on if they get the right price. So why would they come out 
three, four days later to try and force a move. I don't get it. I don't like it. And I think it's unnecessary. And like Dennis says, it's, it's, I don't get I just don't get it. Well, you don't know who his agent is. We don't know who that is, what his uh, method of operation is. Agents being agents, you know, they're hardly the most, um, what's the word, what's the word, respectable and upstanding members of the community, are they? You know, they're, they're, they're out for themselves and not out for the players that they represent in general. Obviously, I'm not, not talking about every single one of them, but in general, all they're interested in is themselves and their own line in their own pockets. If, if his, his agent feels that by doing it this way, he's going to make more money out of it, then if he makes more money out of it, we make more money out of it. Everybody's happy. If Freddie doesn't want to stay, Freddie doesn't want to stay. I don't see that as being a slight on Rotherham United. I don't see it being a slight on his teammates. I don't see it being anything other than Freddie feeling that he's ready for a change. If I go to work tomorrow, when I've still got a load of work left on my desk, and say, you know what, I've had enough of this, I'm ready for a change. You know, are people just going to, am I going to then People will be annoyed with you. Do you think... if, if you left six months with a worker at your desk, which is effectively what he's doing, I said, ah, ah, if, if there's three mics there doing exactly the same job, which is what we've got here in this situation, you've got Smithy, you've got Griggy, you've got JJ. Yeah, we're still going to replace him. We, all we, of whom. We've got to replace him, haven't we? All of whom are, are as good or probably better than he is at doing his job. How is he? See, how is he? Deserting, deserting the ship, you know, he's just, it, it, I, I think, I genuinely think he sees himself dropping down the pecking order, you know, I, I genuinely he's do. He's not his number one, isn't he? Oh, he's number two. Right, but I, he is. <laughs> he is at the moment, but he can't keep this work rate up because it's just not his game. It's not his game. But, that, but again, and, that's even more reason, that's, that's, that's a cop-out. If, if, if that's the reason, and we're, we're speculating. Because we're, yeah, yeah. Mm. But yeah. if that's the case, that's even more of a cop-out. I don't want. I don't want that hassle. I don't want that that battle. That challenge. I think. I think it makes it interesting that the transfer request has been uh, put in without any official bids coming in for Freddie. That's yeah. And the very interesting thing is that over Freddie's entire spell with Rotherham, there have been no official bids in any transfer window for him. There were inquiries from Derby, weren't the last year? There was an, there was inquiries from Derby, off. and we and we promptly said no. Yeah. Um, but there's been nothing official on the table at all that could warrant him wanting to move away to um, just play, just to play his football elsewhere. There's nothing that's really tempted him, so it could it could be him wanting to uh, see his see his career out elsewhere, and maybe thinking he's had his time here. But again, the cop out is why well, you're leaving without finishing the job. He could have a League One title. And an EFL trophy on his well, it could have those medals in his cabinet, but to cop out in January, I don't think he qualifies for him because mm. he hasn't seen him through, especially with EFL trophy. But for me, from from an outside from an outside playing perspective, I'd want to see the season through and then see what happens mm. at end of season. If he plays really well for the rest of the season, he could have a big club coming, like I, I don't know Luton or. Or whoever in the championship, or Peterborough, Coventry, Middlesbrough, yeah, Coventry, Liverpool. yeah, those sorts. They can come in for a big him. club. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, a club, a club of their stature could come in mm. for him and offer him more money and then play consistent championship football. But by copying out again, strong, but copying out in January, it doesn't leave much to be desired because we want we would want a fee for him with. Um, 
the year extension available on his tr- his contract. So he's here for eighteen months effectively now on on his on his current contracts. We'd want a fee for him unless he terminates his contract by mutual consent, which I can't see him doing. Um, would a championship club pay money for him to bring him in when he's again in January just to take him off the top of the league uh, league one pyramid? I'm not sure. Would we want to sell him to a League One rival? Probably not. No. You know, just look at Matt Crooks and Ipswich, you know. So, uh, and again, there are a lot of clubs that seem to be after Freddie, in principle. You know, because I've seen fans of Sunderland, Charlton, mm. Ipswich, all making noise about wanting him to sign for them. Even Bolton as well, but we can't see that. But it's like, you, you're all in and around us in League One. Why would we sell a player to you? that would still be ours for 18 months if we didn't. You know, mm. we would have to sell him up the pyramid, if you like. Yeah. Um, so, it, it just ma- it, in a logical sense, it makes no sense to not see out this, this season at least. The se- yeah, the season. Yeah, the, se- the season at least. And I, I will admit, when I um, I, I saw on um, my away day chat, oh, um, it should be a fun podcast with the Freddy situation. It's like, what Freddy situation? This is when I first woke <laughs> up, and it's like club statement for Ladipo. Has he signed a new contract? Oh God, no! Oh dear. Ooh. Um, it, it, it was a surprise for a lot of people, but I know some people have known since Sunday. Um, but again, it's an odd one coming on against Crew. You know, you know, yeah. if he's handed his transfer request on Sunday, like, oh, where was Dion Charles before he went to Bolton? Was it Accrington? Accrington, they froze yeah, him and, out, didn't they? yeah, they froze him out because he wanted to be elsewhere. Now, I've seen a lot of people saying that we should do that here, but Warren is not that sort of manager, and Warren has said he is still going to play him, which is another reason why it's really, really not ideal that it's been leaked yes. to this point in his transfer request, because unfortunately, Freddie will get absolutely abused by the fans whenever he starts or comes on, which is gutting, because he's been our hero yeah. for a season and a half now. It's really, really is a shame that it's been leaked. Um, yeah, we'll come on to that in a minute. We'll come. We'll come on to that in a minute, Mick. We've got about yeah. a thousand comments to go through, but that is a, that is a topic we <laughs> worth talking about. Um, where are we? But Joshua Smith, we've got so many comments. I'll get through as many as we can. Joshua Smith, not particularly bothered about Freddie going. Always seemed like he didn't really want to be here. Hopefully, it's all this up so we can get replacement in. Uh, where are we, John S? John S. Thank God, don't rate him. When we got him, we were told he would amaze and frustrate. He did. Um, if he doesn't want to be here, let him go. Only let players who want to be here. That's Paul Barnfield. Uh, Power Mad UK. I wish him well. I I hope we just get some decent money for him. Yeah, Jamie. I think he's done great things for the club. All the best to him. Just hope he doesn't go for the piggies. That's another argument. Has he done great things? He's done one really good thing and scored some goals. Yeah, move on. <laughs> I take <to> over it. <laughs> yeah, I'm gone yet. Yeah. yeah, you do. Yeah, but I won't. Um, his body language I direct, uh, against Crew um, looks as if he didn't care that he scored the goal. Yeah, very different. Very, what I was also telling was that other players didn't quite. And it was the fourth goal when we won the game, but everybody didn't celebrate as much with him as the first three goals. Just a, with hindsight glasses on, I might be reading too much into it. I was interested what the players knew about it. That, that's another part that's quite interesting to me. When mm. you put the request in on Sunday. Would Warney have told the players? Would Freddie have told the players? Or is this news to the players coming out on Thursday? Again, it's these inner workings of clubs. I don't know because I'd want again. You, you put it in. The, you put it in my head as a, a guy who just goes to normal work. If somebody is leaving, I'd, well, I'd like to know about it. But you don't necessarily get to know about it. I know football's a different world. 
Mick, this guy's with you. Our direct agents of snakes in the grass. Uh, I mean, that, that's not that everybody knows that, don't we? No. Yeah. Uh, what do you mean, Mel? Disruption. Tomorrow, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Uh, must be really? a disruption. They change the room two for me now. This could cause and wouldn't wear another male shirt. But in his opinion, thanks for the service, Freddie. Freddie, good luck. Uh, is what he did. Philip Rawlinson obviously thinks he's been tapped up, although apparently one says that. Well, there's no official bids coming, so he could have been tapped up, but we wouldn't know. Uh, well, friend of the show, Will Daniels. Uh, I do think the agent has a lot to say in this. Easier for a player to have, to, to have their heads turned and promise something, but with no official bids on the table, seems a huge gamble for Freddie. Yeah. Yes, it does. Uh, yeah. And that's, that's we'll leave the comments for now because I've ran out. Um, there's so many. Thank you, Rules. Who's, who's put them through. We are, we are reading them as they come through. Well, I can't get through all of them. Um, this, is the, this is the question. Daniel Brani brought it up there, Mick. You can't do anything about it. Fans will be unhappy. I remember, you remember Dion Burton back in, we're back at Milburn. Yeah, but, but where were he going? Yeah, oh, absolutely. No, I get that. But this is only, um, only slightly less than that. He's still Why? demanding. He's still demanding a move away from the football club. Oh man! Which can be well. Well, he is, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. So that's going to rub well, people I, the wrong way. I, I, I'm, I'm, struggling. I'm struggling with this. I am honestly. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, it was a surprise to me, but move on. And, and if he still plays, he's still a Rotherham United player, and he's still playing for Rotherham United for us. So are you going to tell me that you know if we're going to keep, when we're going to QPR on Saturday, if he pulls his, that number ten shirt on, we're going to boo him on, when he comes on pitch. But if he scores winning goal, we're not. I Throw think I, I, I'm not going ridiculous. to boo him. Well, well, I think we'll all stick his hands up and we're not going to boo him. No, but I know for a, I would be ninety five percent certain that he will get booed. I'm I'm I am very confident of that. I'm sure I don't, I, I'm I'm not a fan of it, but that's what's going to happen. And again, if he scores, we'll cheer the, cheer the goal. The, the thing is now, and this has put a target on Freddie's back. He has to perform. If he comes on, let, let's say for argument's sake, he comes over 20 minutes against QPR and goes back to being Freddie from, from day one, he is going to get dogs abused because he'll just saunter around pitch. Now, if he comes on and, play, and works hard and keeps going, then he can earn his place back in the good books and then we can move on. This is, this is the problem with it being leaked. This has now put yeah. so much pressure on Freddie, unnecessarily pressure. Yeah, because nobody will Tuesday. Because we're the ones, we're the ones of supporters that's putting pressure on him. That's all. Well, it's, no, he's not because he's because we've got face on. No, no, I'm, we're I'm not wearing that. Matt. We're, we're allowed to get face on. No, I, I, I think it's, 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 yeah, it's yeah, agent, yeah, right. his agent that's put pressure on him more than anything because he's well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. to the press. Yeah. When I say when I say Freddie, I mean his his camp. I, I'm just when mm. I say Freddie, I mean his agent as well. I don't know if he don't know his agent's name, but that, I, I'm not singling out Freddie as being the culprit. I just mean his team, whether that's him and his agent or whatever. It's his. That's his camp in it. The pressures come from him, his own camp, and he didn't need to do it. It, there was no need to do it. Fine, How do we know he's any control over it? Well, he, he, the, the agent's paid by Freddie's money. Yeah, but so Freddie employs him. Freddie ain't gone to BBC and told them though, as his, his agent or somebody else has. You would assume an agent, and this is just, again an assumption. An agent, what an agent will do is is governed by the player for the most part. The agent may say, "I'm going to do this," and, and a yeah. player might go, "Yeah, all no, right, no, is," or might be might not understand the situation fully. 
but for the most part, it's an agent is working on the player's behalf. So yeah, you would yeah. assume this, and, and and this is not asking for hundred quid extra in his weekly wage. This is quite a big thing, a big story to leak from our club. So it's quite a big decision, and I accept that agents make some stupid small decisions, but this is not a small decision to leak this information. It so, it sort of goes back to what Will Daniel said about the whole thing of maybe the agent sold him a bit of a um, a red herring with with the whole move away. Like maybe he said to Freddie, oh, "I can get you a move." to a championship club but we have to put in a request now and freddie's gone yeah okay that sounds good yeah. um and the agents obviously leaked it to get the story going and get people interested yeah now because freddie is the outlet to the fans from his agent leaking the transfer yeah. request that's why freddie is now in the firing line from the fans unnecessarily and i will admit he doesn't deserve it because we've suddenly gone from being this ex static man who's won as the double at Hillsborough to now we've found out that he wants a transfer request and suddenly he's like a um, enemy number one so it's a bit unfair but because Freddie's the the abuse outlet of his agent if that makes sense yeah. that's why his agents put Freddie under unnecessary pressure if his agent had kept it quiet and started ringing up all the football clubs going oh yeah what do you think here uh, a Freddie, a Freddie Ladipo, do you think he's a good player? Or well, he's put, just put in a transfer request. Do you want to, um, you know, put a bid in? That's fine. But it's the fact that the, now the BBC got hold of it and Sky got hold of it and gone, oh, Freddie Ladipo's put in a transfer request. Bang, straight on the transfer yeah. centre's timeline. That's the thing that's put pressure on Freddie. Not only to perform well in games to get the fans back on his side, but also to work improve that he's actually eligible for a move away because how disappointing would it be that if he's put in a transfer request the fans have got on his back and started booing him and he's still here in february that'd be worst case scenario for everybody. Be, that's, that's the worst case scenario for everybody apart from warning because he's still got freddie who's a good player on the pitch but to, to the fans and his agent that is worst case scenario and unfortunately i actually hope he really does go now because so much yeah. has been said and there's so much um hot air around the topic he sort of needs to go to diffuse everything to be honest which is a shame but that is best case scenario for him now he needs to find another club just to diffuse everything and to prove his agent right in selling him a championship dream because if he goes to another league one club that is a backward step for freddie yeah. to say where he is now so it needs to be a championship club and i don't know I don't know, it's one of them where it's like, you don't know. like You don't want to say too much and get yourself in trouble and assume things that aren't true. But at the yeah. same time, when it doesn't sit right with you, you sort of have to voice your concern at it. It's a very strange situation. Yeah. Will Daniels makes another point, taking the words right in my mouth. Also worth saying, after slanging the agent off, there are some amazing, amazing out agents out there, and this could have been engineered by Freddie. It yeah. could. You look how many times Freddie's moved in his career. It's not why do I, why, so, so, and I agree with Will there. That's absolutely right. But what's the point in speculating about it? You know, what we, about we have, United? We, we have we have we have time to fill. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, oh, oh. Like, why speculate? We're on a podcast, Mick. We need to talk about these <laughs> things. Yeah, but we've, you know, we've got we've got we've got a game to talk about from Tuesday night, and we've got another game coming up on Saturday. And and, and but ultimately, we're about Rotherham United. We're about wanting to win this league. That is what we're about. But this disrupts um, that, doesn't it? Does it really? Does it really? Well, well it let me let me yeah. let me let me put it this way then. Let me let me try it this way. You know, if 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 somebody said to you, right, 
I want you to make a list of players who you wouldn't be sorry to leave Rotherham United at the moment to see you leave. Mm. On that list, I would argue that Freddie would be near or at the top of it. Possibly. But what about yeah. Freddie? Name me another one. I, I think it's the circumstances surrounding why he's leaving, which yeah, is but, why but we've we've, we've got no control over that. Yeah, we've got no control over that, and 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 that that for whatever reason it's been leaked at BBC. I assume to get make a story out of it to make it to get it out there in the public because if he hands a transfer request in in private, rather than that, he's not going to put an advert in Footballers Weekly saying Freddie Ladapo's for sale, are they? You know, it classifies. Yeah. Yeah, well, it makes it makes it a lot easier when it's all over social media, doesn't it, for agent? So yeah, he has to do less work out. for more money. You know what I mean? Another cop out. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, but, whatever. But, but it, whatever. It, in terms it of, doesn't affect us. It doesn't it does, affect us. But it does, is it? Because so if you talk about squad disruption, we've got three best strikers on bench. Yeah, all right. But what he is essentially saying is he thinks he's better than the rest of the squad. By wanting to leave the football club, well, he is. Why? No, because he thinks if he thinks he he needs to better himself, he needs to leave the football club. The football club and the players do not suit his demands. Is essentially what he's saying. What is Camp saying? Well, it isn't it. No, 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 it's not. But why else would he want to leave? Because if he if he can't achieve what he wants to achieve with this with this group of players, with this football club, with this manager, he is saying he doesn't think they're good enough for what he wants. That's why he or, wants to leave the club, football club. Or he knows he's not capable of achieving what he's being asked to do. And he's not. But that don't make any so, 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 so wouldn't you try and better yourself to get to that level and, ah. and, put, and, put, and put the graft in to try and prove that you are capable of being a starter in this squad when you've got Smith and Grigg around you and K.O. coming through the ranks as well? If you had another... He's learnt from them all this season. Sorry to interrupt me. He's learnt from them all this season. Go on. Yes. If you had another 72 football clubs within the football league who were like Rotherham and Accrington and were run sensibly, then I would I would agree with that argument. But what you've actually got is a lot of football clubs, particularly in the championship, who are financially stupid, financially incompetent, or will throw money at anything and everything. Freddie's record, goal scoring record, goal scoring record alone is up there. It stands scrutiny, right? Mm -hmm. yeah, his yeah. performances, we know. His performances as a team player are don't don't really stand the scrutiny that everybody else does within our squad, that anybody else does within our squad. If he thinks he can get a move to a championship club and the championship club are going to pay, pay him three, four times the wages that he's on now, why would you not and a transfer request in? Why would you not? Well... If you, if you use the financial, take away the football side of it, if we get promoted this season and he goes into the championship, he mm -hmm. will be worth more, so he will earn more. So he's Maybe. leaving. But we, I'm, I'm in, but we are in. It's, it's, it's obviously a gamble. Yeah, of course it is. But if he stays until the end of the season, we get promoted, which is like, because with the way he's been playing recently, it wouldn't have surprised me if he went and got 20 goals this season. Because that's the form he had been he had been in recently. So if he gets twenty goals, we're going to go up because Smith is going to get a few more. Everybody else is going to get a few more goals. If that happens, if he was willing to work, he would get. In fact, he would find himself a championship player with one year left in his contract. And as we've seen with as we've seen what Josh Smith says here with Semi Ajay, Will Volks, this football club 
I've always said, if you can move yourself better, on, do it, but at the right time. We're, no, nobody at the football club is standing in his way. We know that, don't we? We know that Paul Warren and everybody else are not stop standing in his way because they've not done anybody else in the past. Matt Crook's another example. There are time and places to leave, and there are ways and means to do it. If he if he got he stayed and got us promoted in the summer and didn't hand in a transfer request, he would be offered more money. If he now has to stay till the end of the season and still he won't get as much money. Because people are going to look at him and say, he's under a transfer request. And rather, I, I think we should not, you know, I don't want to offer him as much as whatever. So he's, he's affecting his own value by doing this for me. You're judging other clubs by the culture that there is at Rotherham United there. We're in COVID times as well. There's less money. Warning said that. Of course there is. Yeah, there's yeah, less yeah, money yeah. out there. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. But there's enough championship clubs uh, willing to throw money at, at bad players. Ooh. Loads. Well, then. Darby Khan, Middlesbrough spending 40 grand a week on somebody else. Yeah. This is not a good time to move. One of the the few clubs I could actually see coming in for Freddie is potentially Preston, but even then they don't have the sort of money to really throw at Freddie. So it makes makes you think that, like, this is my going back to the summer transfer window and, like, ooh, who who could we get, you know, if (laughs) Freddie leaves? Um, so we could actually go to some championship clubs that we were after their strikers before we got Griggin on loan and say, do you want a swap deal with Freddie and we'll take one of your out-of-favour strikers off you? You know, you could do that with Preston, Luton, um, Middlesbrough even, if we want to get one of their out-of-favour strikers. Birmingham. Birmingham, yeah, Coventry even. Um, <clears throat> so there are a few outlets that are possible with COVID money at the minute for even a swap deal. And I can't remember last time I saw a swap deal mine, so that probably won't rare, happen. <laughs> yeah, but, but I, I don't know. But, but like you say, it's with, with Freddie, there's, we've almost built up a culture at this club like we have a correct way to leave, you know. <laughs> like like, like the, bigger, the bigger club comes in and goes, well, take such and such off you. All right, let's work out a fee. Right, fine, that'll do. The one that I was a bit disappointed with as a whole was the fee we got from Matt Crooks, but again, COVID times, you know. Yeah. Um, and then they've gone on and they've done better free- things, like Ajay's been in the Premier League, and to say what we got for him, that makes it out to be a bad deal. But anyway, uh, Volks is still a regular starter at Cardiff. So that turns out to be a good deal. Same with Crooks, he's starting regularly at Middlesbrough. So we have almost built up a culture of there is a, if you're a good player, there's a correct way to leave us, which is you see out a season, we extend your contract by a year, and then we get a big money move for you. So to sort of, for Freddie to sort of break that cycle, that adds to another reason why it doesn't quite sit right. You know, he's yeah, broken seen the success of others. Yeah, but he's sort of jumped the gun on it. He's not seen yeah. it out. He's jumped the gun on it, and I can't even remember like probably might even before my time. When's the last time a player put in a transfer request to leave a football club at at Rotherham? I think about it. It was Kieran Agard. Was it really um, after after the playoff final? They put in a player. Oh. Steve Evans. I don't know if it was an official request, but Steve Evans tells the story that he asked for a transfer within days of winning the playoffs. And what happened to Kieran Agard? Well. <laughs> Exactly. But, I don't leave one. <laughs> but 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 why wouldn't you want to leave Steve Evans? You know what I mean? Well that that would even weirder though, wouldn't it? That would guarantee yeah, championship it, football and then it, like, it, it, it was. It was. I, I yeah. just let's let's keep us let's keep us pants on, boys. Let's not let's not start worrying about it. You know, no, it's worried. not we're, 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 yeah, in, but listen, we're in a great position. Um, yeah, we yeah. needed the quietest January as anybody's ever seen. That's what we needed. We might still get that. 
you might still get that. Now, can we? Why? Just because one now, player goes. Bad move for everybody. He'll not stay. He'll not stay. I don't. I, I just can't. I cannot see that that is, is is even an option. I don't think he'll stay. I think he will go. He, he may well go to a championship club. Fingers crossed. I hope that he does. Both yeah, for him right, and so. for us. Um, don't let's not let's not don't forget that we could make some money out of this. You know, we could we could mm. make some money out of it. So it could work to our benefit as well. Um, and and he's, yeah. he is the one player on my list. And and listen, I've got a lot of respect for him for what for what he's done. You know, he's tried to change his game. He's tried to up his game. He's tried to up his work rate. He's, he's tried to change, and it's just it doesn't appear to have been successful for him, or it's been too much for him. Whatever it is, anyway, so, it has been successful, hasn't it? Mate? Right, up to it a has. point. Up to a point. Up to a point. Just to interject, in Freddie's first season, when he was the usual uh, lousy about lad, shall we say, uh, he managed 17 goals in 39 appearances in all competitions. He's at 12 in 29 this season. So it has been a very successful season for him. Yeah, I've not played that many minutes. Although he's played those games, the minutes in those games is not full ninety, is it? Yeah, I I don't think he can keep it up. I don't. I genuinely, I don't think he is capable of keeping it up. That work rate. I, I, I honestly, I don't. No, I think that might annoy me. If, that, if that's the reason, leaving that might almost might annoy me even more. Wow, well, hey mate, <laughs> it's lazy, isn't it? It's the same I, reason we talked about talking about Lewis Wing, and that's one of the reasons that story was frustrating when he when he when he confirmed it. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> You're absolutely welcome. Hey, let's come on. Well, we're not going to move on, Britt, yet, but we will we'll speculate a bit more. In today's market, Mick, in COVID times, what yeah. is he worth? If let, let's say Preston, Luton, Swansea, three three uh-huh. well, not not Swansea because Birmingham. Assuming it's not a player swap, roughly with eighteen months left on your contract, with Danny, as Danny says, he's a very good scoring record now, and a per minute goals uh, last season the championship still again pretty good. What's what's the fee roughly? Well, with with the greatest respect to John, who's, who's who I know is watching, you know, it's not going to be Birmingham. They haven't got three pence, two two pennies to rub together, have they? <laughs> you know what I mean? And well, I mean, I, no, <laughs> they no, haven't, no. you know. So, but the likes of Preston, Bristol City, who are splashing money everywhere just that they haven't got, you know, there's there's, there's loads of them in there. In, in today's market, is at, at what 10, 12 goals a season, he'll get you them in Championship, not a problem. It's, it's going to be worth a million plus. Got to a million plus. Well, I don't see us getting that, but that's what he's worth. Yeah, <clears throat> I don't see us getting that either. I think he's, the improvement he's had under us, because we've paid 400, 400k plus add-ons for him, so call it about 600k total to Plymouth. Um, Say he's improved his game quite a lot, he's stuck with us for a long time, he's scored a lot of goals, Um, probably roughly a million out. If someone wants to buy him outright, it'd probably be a million, but then factoring COVID, I would say... Maybe about seven hundred k, we could get for him, and it'd still be a reasonable amount of money. Um, which is why I think, even though it's very unlikely, a player swap could be a viable option because we'd get in mm. another asset. Um, but then maybe that might that might cover his fee rather than having to pay it outright. Just say, well, we'll, we'll have such and such for your so and so. Yeah, no worries, and then go with that. That that could be a viable option, but if a club wants to spend seven hundred, eight hundred k on Freddie halfway through a season, all right, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. What, you, what, you, 
one, one of the issues with the player swap thing is that you've got what you've got to do is make sure that whoever that player is, you're going to have to have the perfect storm because that player's got to be the right person. It's going to yeah. be, it's going to fall within that good human being category. If you yeah. don't, he ain't coming. And and I would argue, I would argue, and this is utter speculation, that Freddie probably don't fall within that. Freddie was bought for a purpose. Freddie yeah. was bought to get us promoted two seasons ago. And that was it. For me, it was almost a one-season purchase. It was a very short-term purchase for me. His age and everything else, it, it felt very short. And it worked. It got us up. Yeah. Mm. But then ultimately, the frustration of, what else happened after that? What's happened there? Ultimately, we've said it before, he's not really a team player, Freddie. No, never has been. Um, and then and I don't. That sounds horrible, and that sounds like I'm criticising mm. him and and everything else. And 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 I don't want to do that. I just I genuinely don't want to do that uh, because as far Some as I'm concerned, what? Some people aren't team players, and they can no. still be successful without being a Ronaldo. It's yeah. a perfect example. Not a team well, player. Yeah, but... uh, you couldn't have less of a team player there, could you? <laughs> you couldn't, could you? No. You're absolutely right, and and. and and, and that's why he's as successful as he is, because he's not a team player, you know, mm. uh, because people will just build a team around him. Unfortunately, Freddie's not got that ability. Um, no. But let him move on. Let him move on with our best wishes, because he he, he, he did what he did at, at Swillsborough, and that will never be forgotten. It will genuinely never be forgotten. And I know that's, I mean, that's probably me telling people to grow up, not boo him, is... is that's what I've just said. That is probably just as childish, isn't it? But you know, it, it won't be forgotten. And uh, let's leave him with that in mind and let him go. I think the memory of Hillsborough will live longer in the mind than the memory of how he's left the football. Yeah, club. absolutely. Because the if like, the way he leave is leaving is a very knee-jerk reaction. I mean, I think I think people are kidding themselves if they say it isn't, and it will or will always hate him for the way he's left off from you know, but. It does seem very knee-jerk and might last maybe a season, maybe two seasons if we play whatever club he leaves to, if we play him next season. But what he did at Hillsborough, I think that is always in the history books now. You know, and yeah. they can't change that. So, yeah, like I say, knee-jerk reaction. And I think the quicker fans move on from it, the better. But they won't move on from it if he's still here in February, I think. Uh, can I just can I just throw one in here and and it's a comment from John and he might be onto something here. Peterborough might chance their hand needing goals to stay up. Now we've got a part to play in this. Think this through, right? If we can make it look as we really, really, really don't want Freddie to go, we, it's going to be a disaster for us. It's going to not. We're going to. We're not going to go up because he's not going. Dara will jump at the chance. Jump at the, the chance. Problem is to screw us over. We're blocked by Dara. I'm not. <laughs> there you go. There's your, there's your job then, Danny. If we can, let, let's convince Dara that we're desperate for him to stay, and then who's that's that, it. Who's it, that journalist from Peterborough that's a bit of a clown? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like I think he's called like PJ Swan, Swan. something like that. Yeah, Swan. Yeah. There you go. Let's get into him. him. Let's get into him. <laughs> yeah, I'll get on it. Not he's got a proper bee in his bonnet about rather than him. It's hilarious whenever he pipes up. Like I, I, I apologise in advance if I end up working with him at some point in future. But the the way he spat his dummy out when Rotherham went up, oh, it was comical. It was so funny. I'm sure he's a very good journalist, but he might have had a little bit too much fruit juice or something. I'm not sure because he <laughs> wound up on that day. But anyway, moving on. Well, for anybody that's watching or listening, I'll, 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 sometime tomorrow I'll tweet out Dara's 
Twitter handle and uh, and that journalist's Twitter handle and let's get in touch with them and tell them we desperately don't want Freddie to leave. Let's tell them <laughs> not to come in for him because we we need him to keep us to send us up. You never know, Daryl. He might dig his hand in his pocket then. Yeah, he'll probably pay million as well. <laughs> well, maybe. Um... Any, anyway, shall we? Uh, shall we talk about some actual football? In the words of football, Evan. <laughs> shall we get back on the yes. topic of football and not speculation? Yes. <laughs> Simon, Simon Lipsky. Time for JJ to step up. Yes, well, we did on Tuesday. Let's have ten minutes, ten fifteen minutes of talking about football because I need to talk about something nice for a bit. Stressful today. <laughs> Tell you about it, it's been stressful. <laughs> uh, it was the Papa John's Trophy. We're through to the quarterfinals where we will play either Cambridge, Portsmouth, or Exeter. That's another story. But we're home time <laughs> in the quarterfinals, which is the good thing. Um, not playing sailing, Rick. Not playing sailing at all to start with. Uh, in the first half, the second half was, was very good. Yeah, yeah it was. That, that, that pretty much sums it up, wasn't it? We were poor. We, we, we continued in that first half. Um... <laughs> George Hayes message. It's JJ, which is what Danny said in his vlog when JJ scored. <laughs> well, he said this was, this was fueled by whiskey. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we, that first half, we carried on in the same vein that we've been playing for the last four or five weeks. You know, yeah. flat, lacklustre. Um, not able to keep the ball, um, but then we stepped it up a little bit in the second half, and 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 in the end, ran out comfortable winners. Um, I can see what uh, David Artel's trying to do there uh, with with that crew squad. It is mad at this level. Mad. It, it is, and you know there were times when I, I felt that one of the best options for us going forward was just to kick it out for a goal kick. Because you know, we, it seemed to it seemed to be seemed to be one of our best moves. Their goal kicks, you know. Um, but you know, yeah, it, it, it doesn't matter. Does it? It's only a piece of trophy. Does all matter to you? Freddie to leaving doesn't matter. This doesn't really matter. What matters? You're going to tell me two minutes FA Cup doesn't matter. It doesn't. It doesn't. Does it? Because we're not going to win it. No, what matters? Pizza. What matters is where we are in that league. Come come April, come the back end of April. That is the only thing that matters. And yes, we'll be saying that in March when we get to Wembley. Maybe not. Maybe not. And I'll go <laughs> and I'll enjoy it, and it'd be great, and everything else. But but it's going to serve a purpose. Getting some getting some uh, game time. Players like JJ and cash. Really worth yeah. mentioning the cash. So, around, we've yeah. we've earned around a hundred thousand pounds so far. Just under a hundred thousand pounds so far in prize money. If we if you get to the final, you're guaranteed around half a million. If you win, you're guaranteed around a million based on last season's figures. So it's worth winning. Oh yeah, yeah. From a, from a cash point of view, he might, um, he might keep Smith and Ogbeni here. You know, you signing go. on bonus for a new contract. You never know. Exactly. Uh, one negative before we move on to some individual performances, we should be talking about individual performances from this game. There's two two I want to talk about in particular, but. One negative. Stephen Adams asks thoughts on the referee's performance. Danny, the first half performance was. A truly terrible refereeing display. Yeah, and I mean, it was the first time Rotherham had been refereed by a female official as well in the middle. Mm. Um, and to say she was on a sort of similar guise to Gavin Ward in terms of being a little bit card happy towards Rotherham, you know, it 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 it, it, it was a shame to be honest because I, I had my high hopes for her being like this really incredible official. Um, but we had a trainee sort of uh, referee in the crowds with us, and even she was saying that referee were atrocious. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it was just the same. She sort of stepped up a little bit in the second half, which was good. Yeah. So she was a little bit more balanced, but 
in the first half, she booked Harding for a player falling over. Oh, crazy. It, it, yeah. it was bizarre, but anyway, if you win and get through a poor refereeing performance, doesn't really matter in the end, does it? Because you've still got through it. No. And, and booking points don't count towards the lead in the Pizza Cup either, so... Oh, well. <laughs> One of the important ones. Yeah. Um, let's talk about Kieran Sadlier first. Um, a stunning goal in the first half, Danny. And we as a podcast have been saying for most of the season, if you're going to play him, play him as a 10. Play him as a 10. Two really, really good performances in a row now. Yeah, 100%. And it, it, it just goes to show he's more suited to having people round him in the middle rather than just being on his own on the right-hand side. Uh, but what a goal. Good Lord. The little run that he does before and then just smacks it into far corner from how he was looking at it. He was really good. And I'm gutted I missed it. <laughs> you did, yeah. I, I didn't expect it. I thought they'd scored. Oh, they'll be one up at half time. Bang, and it scored. It's like, what do you know? Um, but no, cracking goal from Sadlia. But unfortunately, it was completely um, nullified mm. by another cracking goal from Crew in more or less the same position <laughs> as well. But no, you win, you win some, you lose some in a game of football, don't you? Like we've mm. had a cracking goal, they've had a cracking goal, they've just scored more, so we've won. Yay. I'll do. Yeah. Uh, Sam Tucks has Saz earned his chance for some league starts now in the number 10 role. Another goal looks likely. Menace around the edge. There was a run in the second half, mix, which was after JJ's goal, which I don't know how he missed, to be honest with you. But that run from Sadlier was superb again. He just gives him that licence to be a bit tricky, be a bit risky, take those extra risks. And that's what he did. Yeah, he did. He was, was very good. He was very, very good. Um, I, I don't have a, a, a little nagging doubt about his um, uh, bottle when it comes to getting stuck in and getting involved in challenges. He's, he's yeah. more than once neshed out quite neshed out quite a few challenges. That's something that I, that he, he is definitely going to have to improve on if he's going to if he's going to tie himself down as a as a regular starter. Um, but the way he's playing at the moment, it's, it's been it's great. It's great to see, and and not only is it great to see for him. But also from a team perspective, when you look at the fact that Ben Wiles has, has, has really been flagging over these last few games, I think it's time for that he had a rest uh, and, and, and sadly is given a chance. I, I have no doubt about that, yeah, definitely. Just a quick word on the referee as well, what I would say, and I might be wrong with this, but I'm pretty sure I read somewhere that was her first professional oh, no, game referee. she? Yeah. Well, in that case... This season's the first season. She's got FA Cup. She might have Birmingham Plymouth. Now, if done if John's still with us, Birmingham fan, I think she, she's certainly got an FA Cup third round game this week. Uh, in that case, she mm. won crap. <laughs> well, she were. It were, it were a really poor and inconsistent performance. Really inconsistent. And that, that like I keep banging on about, that's the issue. Mm. Uh, but yeah, sadly, getting started, definitely at the moment. Let's rest Ben Wiles for a little bit. We bring Ben Wiles back when sadly it drops off. Yeah, happy days. Yeah, Josh Smith didn't go to crew. A mate went and said Sadler was okay. If Wiles had put that performance in without the goal, he'd be getting hammered. Maybe it's different standards. And I thought Sadler was a very good all game. Yeah, he made next couple of tackles. But what do you expect? That's his game. Yes, he does need to improve on it. Every player's got certain things he needs to improve on, and that's one of Sadler's. But I thought it was our creative outlet for the most of the game. Until Chio came on, it was Sadler was our creative outlet. Mm. Um, I think he's um, earned the right to stay past January now with Sadly because I'll, I'll admit I said when he sent him on loan for him to keep up game time and such but 
Mm. I think he might have earned the right at least to stay past January because, he, like we say, he does offer that different outlet in midfield. Instead of him being the, the sitting quarterback, if you like, he's like the, I don't know how American football works, but he's like the attacking quarterback, like that role of like the midfield's yeah. either in, in front of Barlasser or it's behind Sadlier. And now we've got the ability to switch, like I said on another podcast, if we have the ability to switch how we operate in midfield, it'll confuse teams now, which is good. You've been cheating on us with the podcast? No, another one of these podcasts. <laughs> okay. I think it's <laughs> <laughs> uh, another point from Paul Warren's interview earlier, which is not an important point, but I, I feel like it's important. Do you know how we've been calling him Dan Barlazer? That's because Paul yeah, Warren yeah. Him Dan Barlazer. I think Alison needs to have a word with Warren, I'm telling yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> when did you correct? I thought, oh, I thought that's what his name was. And listen to oh. today, he calls him Dan Barlazer. Are we, are we going to listen to Warney or, or his mum? Oh, well, I'm, I'm not saying Paul Warren's his right. Mom. I'm just saying Nick, I'm surprised he hasn't been told. <laughs> Yeah, 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 it probably has, but we need know. to find that, that tweet from Football Everett and say, Alison, he said it wrong, get him told. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, and then the the third goal was the main goal. Uh, I didn't go, Danny went, I, I didn't go. I celebrated the third goal. My wife turned to me, I thought you weren't bothered about this game. I had JJ scored. <laughs> <laughs> no, so we all know that I went, but I watched something on social media. Good grief. You can, you can always tell you've made an impact when the player himself likes the video of you celebrating his goal. But exactly. there, weren't, there weren't many of us there. They're only about, I think they said it in the vlog, they're about, I think, 154 there is, mm. were there, which actually isn't a bad way of attendance. Only 700 in total, seven summer, 700 and something in total. Yeah. I mean, they were all in that massive stand on the other side at pitch, which is just gargantuan compared to other ones. <laughs> there you go, bingo card. Danny says a big word, gargantuan word of the day. Um, but yeah, but to see JJ finally score his goal and to see it live, that's why I sort of lost my mind a little bit. And you can, and you can see people in front of me, they lost their minds as well. Yeah. Um, like, it's the best limbs I've seen from 150 people in all my time going to football. You know... <laughs> But for JJ to finally get his first goal in Rotherham Colours, you could see how much it meant to everybody else on the pitch mm. and JJ yeah. as well, because they all sort of swarmed him. You know, so very stark contrast to when Freddie scored, like we said earlier. Um, but yeah, I'm just really happy for him. You know, as someone, as a player who I've seen going into the stadium to do academy studies and to, and to see him, like he's only a few months younger than me. But to see like in progression from being an academy like getting the bus to the stadium to do his studies to now being in the first team and scoring his first goal you know even though I don't I don't know him personally I've never met him in person he's sort of he's sort of like he's your mate and you're really proud of him yeah. you know it, it's, yeah, yeah. it's a weird thing but yeah I'm just, I'm just really happy that he's finally got his first goal and I hope he gets his first goal in the FA Cup on Saturday and then his first goal in the mm. league against Fleetwood next, next Saturday so World's your oyster now, JJ. You've, you've scored your first goal for Rotherham. Off you go. Exactly. He's the striker we should have been talking about. I know we had to talk about other stuff, but he's the striker we should, we should be talking about right now because he had a good game as well. Not only the goal, no, we talk about the miss. Forget about that. When he comes on, he looks a good player. All he needs to add is goals. Yeah, absolutely. I think that miss took a bobble, to be honest. I think it did look like it took a bobble. Yeah. I mean, that pitch was 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 a, not, not in great Bad, condition, it? was it? Um, but you know, but listen, oh god, it's absolutely fantastic to see. And I, I was, I was running around my living room, 
And, and my, my <laughs> wife said exactly the same to me. I thought you weren't bothered about this competition. Yeah, but it's JJ. JJ scored. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it, it, to, to have a, a player who's, who, who is a local boy and come through the academy and, and everything, it's just great. It's great to see making it making a name for himself in first team and not just from a Rotherham United point of view, not just any first team, you know, this is this is as, as as good a quality a first team that we have had in many 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 years, um, you know, and he's it's great. It's just fantastic, fantastic. Love it. Can, can um, I just say that Fre that Freddie did the most Freddie thing in the build up to JJ's goal? The ball comes in and he stuff four yeah. yards away and he scuffs it, <laughs> and then we sort of work it out wide. It comes back in and then JJ scores. So thankfully, Freddie did the most Freddie thing, and. JJ did something that we finally know he's capable of, which is being that outlet in the six-yard box, but being physical enough to win the header. Mm. We all know it's possible. Yeah. Ireland under-21s knows it's possible. But finally, mm. he's proven that it is possible in front of fans scoring his goal. So it's yeah. great. Exceptional. And the best thing, um, if anyone had a chance to read the back page of the advertiser, apparently he's staying put into February. Mm. So he's not being loaned out anywhere in January. Just come at the perfect oh. time, to be honest. Paul was in the Football Heaven one that he had. Uh, Kyoto is one of the most popular players at this level, but in terms of being asked about yeah. uh, for loaned. So that's again another sign. If other clubs want him, that means he must be a good player. I mean, we don't see as much as we'd like, obviously, but that's because we're being successful. If other players, if other teams are also seeing that, that's a, a great sign. Mm. Listen, mate, his work rate is his work rate is second to none when he comes yes. on. It is absolutely, and we've got some proper. Proper hard-working footballers in that squad, you know, you got Ollie Rathbones, your Michael Smiths, and and he is up there with them all mm. uh, in terms of his work rate. But what he's got over and above them is pace. You know, he's, he's quicker than them, them two as he's well. He's very quick. Yeah. Mm. So you know, it, it, it's it's a fantastic, fantastic prospect, and I'm not surprised at all that Warney's not going to let him go anywhere. He's learning from Smithy, he's learning from Griggy, and he has been learning from Freddie as well in terms of finishing. You know, he's, he's got he has got three very, very experienced players there to learn from. Mm. And if he can if he can tap a little bit out of each one of them, he is gonna be a hell of a footballer. Yeah, he is. Uh, John S says, let's have JJ on here on the podcast. Oh, that'd be mint that. We'll work on that. Maybe not the minute, but everything's a bit hot at the club in any minute, so maybe we'll leave this for a month or so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, think, I think Sam Todd and, and, and Kellum are actually on fire with how hot the, the media communications <laughs> are at the minute. So yeah. anyone, anyone who's thinking of emailing them, don't. You know, no. you, you, the, the email come back and your phone will burst into flames. That how, that's how hot it is at the minute. <laughs> exactly. Leave them be for a bit. Um, Lee McGarrett worked, worked great, un, very unselfish to assist this season, technical ability, uh, and much more. JJ is very promising. Completely agree. This might one for you, Mick. Sadly, mm. reminds him of Peter Lorimer. God, he could finish. Yeah. Uh, uh, usually from about 60 yards at about 80 miles an hour. Peter Lorimer, I mean, he was a hell of a. Uh, he's got some some absolute screamers. Did, uh, did Peter Lorimer, and yeah, I can see where you're coming from with that. I just think that, it, like I said earlier on, he needs to be that more that bit more aggressive. Peter Lorimer certainly was, and he was played in a hugely aggressive team um, at Leeds United. Well, it was Leeds, yeah. It was in that Leeds United team, the one that just went around kicking lumps out of everybody. Um, <laughs> so, um, 
but yeah, I, I can see where you're coming from. You don't have to go some screamers to me. <laughs> you know, when he hits it, stays it. Uh, yeah, I mean, it can also break some seats and stand. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but at League yeah. One level, that's what you expect, isn't it? Yeah. For, for every stunner, there's three that's uh, that's missed. Um, Philip Bonson would love in a light for to stay, but JJ looks like he wants to be there as opposed to Freddie, who's just doing a job. That's one of the key things we want people who want to be here. Um, yeah, we're through. Uh, Smith scored another goal, we should obviously mention that. It uh, doesn't count towards his Alan Gira shirt. The Papa Jones doesn't include those 25 goals, so it doesn't count towards that. But he assisted the first one, got the second one. Uh, there's not much more we can say about Michael Smith, really. He wants He's to be, he wants to be successful. He's at 18 for the season now, isn't he? So it's his yeah, joint most successful season ever in all competitions. Yeah. So he just, he just needs one, he just needs one more. <laughs> Go on, Smithy. Yeah. If he don't hit 20 this season, it'll be an absolute disaster from here, from yeah. here on inwards. Yeah. Um, and we'll celebrate. When it comes, that might come a weekend, it might come next week after. That deserves celebrate. Whenever that comes, we'll certainly celebrate 20 goals because that would be a fantastic achievement. Mm. Um so for the first time in his career, it'll end up being anything else from the Crew Alexandra game or uh, the Papa John's Trophy in general. We've covered who were one of the three opponents we could possibly face. Do you want know to talk about how much of a joke it is that Portsmouth or Exeter could have to come to New York Stadium on a Tuesday night for a game that doesn't really matter? <laughs> it's crazy, isn't it? Absolute well, madness. Madness, yeah. isn't it? It is yeah. madness. No, no, it's, it's not, like, not that road. It's funny because um, one of my mates from uni, um, Jed, he's the intern media guy at Exeter. Uh, and he was the first one to tell me about the draw being made. But it's like, Jed, you still have to beat Portsmouth and Cambridge to come here. <laughs> up here. Um, so it, it, it does seem weird that the games are so delayed and when the draw's been made that they know they're playing two rounds in advance. Yeah. That's, that's, that does seem a bit odd. Um but we've already beaten Cambridge at New York. We've already beaten Portsmouth at New York in the league. So out of the three, I'd take Exeter, to be honest, because it's just a new yeah. team, isn't it? Mm. New team. Good... Yeah, exactly. Um, and hopefully if Jed does make it up this way for the Tuesday night, I can go on the uh, the Exeter City stuff as well. <laughs> there you go, Jed. <laughs> yeah. And they're a League 2 team. Let's trample the worst team possible. Mm. Um, well, we've got with Chelsea in there, haven't you? Well, Wigan need to beat whoever gets through from that one. Yeah. Don't we? we don't want Wigan. We don't want to play Wigan at final or whatever because they're the better team, but it's better team in the competition with us. But we want them to beat them, don't we? So, hmm. um, yeah, let's move on. Let's have a quick five minutes on the FA Cup third round weekend QPR third round weekend is again. This is something I would have liked to spend more time on. Third round weekend is one of the best days in the entire footballing calendar. It's so good. I love it, and I know we're going to lose. I know we'll lose 2-0 or something like that. And I know it. But it's just the absolute best day of the year. I love it. It's like Christmas for me. I love it. One minute. That's the problem now. Why are we going to lose? We well, you know. Probably what happened last time we played QPR? We lost 3-2. No, you mean at home? Whenever, the last time we played QPR. We beat them at home 3-1. We creamed them. We absolutely creamed them. I know. It's Would you like to know how this is refereed that day? Where Jeff Eltringham? No, it's Dean Whitestone who's going to referee us on Saturday. All right, well there you go then. Yeah. Strange coincidence, right? We're going to win. Uh, we're going to win three 0 then. <laughs> 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 now, it, it, in all seriousness, QPR have been very, very good this season. Yeah. Mm. Uh, they're right at the top end of the championship, so it's top end championship versus the top. Uh, yeah, we should still be top. The top of uh, League One. 
So it should make for a very interesting test. And I think our performance against QPR will probably dictate how people will view us in the Championship um, if, when we go up at the end of this season. Um, Because it's the first time we're playing high league opposition and the first time we are the underdog on paper. Mm. Um, Whether or not that leads to QPR underestimating us, I'm not too sure. But it should be a very good game. But what I will say is to anybody who's listening and going to the game, make sure you bring your masks just in case. Make mm. sure you've got your COVID passports ready. Uh, because QPR are one of the ones like Ipswich where they are employing COVID passports, but they are probably more likely to check you. Because I've, I've heard rumours that the stewards at QPR aren't the best, shall we say. Um, so they'll, they'll look for any reason to throw out an away fan. So just make sure you've got everything to the letter so you can get in and not upset anybody wearing a high-vis jacket. <laughs> yes, very much so. Um, on QPR, Elias Chair, who is their main player, is not available. He's gone to the African Cup of Nations, and he, he is their main man at the minute, so that's good news for us. Uh, I think their keeper, Dieng, um, is also away on international duty. He's a Senegal national, from what I can tell. There you go. Thanks, John. QPR keeper has gone to the AFCON and they have no faith in the reverse keeper. Thank you very much, John. Yeah, yeah. Fair enough. So they're two key players for them. I think they rely on their keeper quite a lot and I know they rely on Alex Chair quite a lot as well. Um, so they're positives. Um, interesting to see. QPR strike me as a club, uh, especially when they're in the Premier League as well, who do not take cup competition seriously. They just don't seem to have lost to Sunderland this, this season, the Carabao Cup. They've lost to MK Dons and Plymouth and people like that in previous seasons. They never seem to take it seriously. So it is a chance to make an upset. Uh, and like Danny says, it's a good benchmark for us to see where we are. I hope they do play a strong team so we can see where we are. It doesn't matter if we get through or not, really. Obviously, we want to win. But it is a good me- it's a good bar to see where we are for me. Um, well, it is. And, and ultimately, QPR have got bigger fish to fry, much like us. You know, they're up yeah. there pushing top end of the championship. I, I, I struggle to see them going up automatically. Maybe they might get there eventually and through playoffs, who knows? But um listen, if if we play, you know, the way we will play in up until probably November time, then then we'll we'll win. We'll win that game on Saturday, no question. If we turn up and play the way that we did, particularly if they're um I said no question. We we I think we'll win. Uh however However, if we continue with the way in the vein that we have done, sort of December, beginning of January, then it's going to be a tough, a tough, uh, a tough day. Uh, mm. But ultimately, like, like, it doesn't really matter for either team, does it? Yeah, I know we want some money. We maybe want a bigger, a bigger, a bigger way day or a big, you know, a big payday in round four if we can get through. But we don't want any injuries. We don't want any. Upset or any anything that's going to derail that league campaign, anything at all that's mm. going to derail it, it would be it would be d- disastrous for us because our squad is not big enough to cope with, you know, a, a series of injuries. Uh, it never has been, and I don't think it ever will be. So, yeah, we'll, we'll just go out and enjoy it. Like I say, it's third round FA Cup weekend. Enjoy. We're underdogs, aren't we? You know, we like being underdogs. We much prefer being underdogs. It's I think possibly one of the reasons why we've played the way we've played over these last few games is because we've gone into those games as favourites, strong, strong favourites. And it doesn't suit us. It's never suited us as a club and and it doesn't suit Paul Warner's uh, and his team being favourites. So, 
the only two players that we that are a doubt for Saturday that's been confirmed is Mikel Miller and Ben Wiles. Ben Wiles has got a bit of a, uh, a back issue and uh, Mikel is just still out. So it could end up being a similar team to what played Crew, but maybe with uh, Barlaster coming back in. <clears throat> and um, So, yeah, it, it should be a nice mix. You know, you could have uh, Bowler on the left-hand side, but Barlaster instead of a Dauphin, but keeping Sadlier in the, uh, in the number 10 role. I'd keep Grig up front personally. Uh, keep keep Freddie on the bench as late as possible, in my opinion. <laughs> if you're going to avoid uh, bringing him on, avoid bringing him on. It'll cost yeah, it's worth. But the one hey. player that I hope does get a start because he unfortunately missed out on Tuesday is Angus McDonald. The the goose has returned to the match. <laughs> you squad. mentioned that another good story we needed. Oh. I know. Oh, Freddie. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember when Zach Viner were here and there was the whole meme of, oh, it's, that, it's Viner's fault. It's now Freddie's yeah. fault. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so I, so I hope Goose gets a start on Saturday. Not a start, but maybe uh, comes on at some point, like around 70 yeah. minutes on Saturday. That would do him a world of good. Yeah. Um, and when we all saw the team with the team that was announced and McDonald was on the bench, the bus sort of went a little bit nuts because it's like, he's back, you know, he's yeah. come round. And he's come round early as well. That makes mm. it even better. Because he was saying, because Warney was saying around end of January, but he's obviously said to him, you know, can you, um, how are you feeling? Yeah, I'm feeling good. Do you want to match? Do you want to be in the match day squad? Maybe not those words, but anyway. Um, and he's back, you know, and I hope he, we get to see him, whether it's against QPR on Saturday, um, or against, well, maybe against Fleetwoods on next Saturday. Um, so yeah, just great that Angus is back. Um, but it should be. A slightly different but still strong starting eleven at QPR, which is great to see. I think. Yeah, well, as I said on the pre- on previous podcasts, getting through the FA Cup and the Papa John's will help Angus get through. It'll yeah. give his, Angus is almost guaranteed to start in the quarterfinal. Whoever we play, why would you not play Angus Manon in that game? Because then he might have had twenty minutes here and there. If we can get mm. through to the fourth round FA Cup, why would you not play him in that round, which is early February? These games are, I know you don't want to play them, Mick, but they're key competitive yeah, yeah. games, which would be good for him, good for a Dauphin, if, if a Dauphin, because a Dauphin had a really good second half. For the squad we've got, yeah, pick up three injuries, which is a concern, but for the squad we've got right now, these games could be vital for getting to the players' game time. They, they could be, uh, and, and, and playing players back into form as well. You know, um, yeah. ultimately, I, I've just been thinking about this reading comments as they're coming up there. And, you know, we, we're going to, we're off, we're going to Loftus Road on Saturday and we're going to go there as a much, much stronger team than we went last time we went to Loftus Road. You know, we're, we're yeah. a much stronger side than we were in the championship last year, without a doubt, by, by, by some considerable distance. Uh, you know, they've de- developed massively since then. Um, both on and off the pitch, so yeah. we'll, we'll certainly give them a game, won't we? And you know, whatever happens, happens. It, it's you're right. It's about getting game time and, and getting and playing some players playing their way back into form as well, because um, mm. you know one or two have dropped off form wise. Um, yeah. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Big good day out, won't it? If anybody knows anywhere yeah. to park around there, let me know, will you? <laughs> good luck with that. <laughs> um, Will Daniels, a couple of comments to finish. Will Daniels, QPR, one of the worst records and getting out of round three um, with a win. Maybe both teams lose. Yeah, we have a terrible record. So that was yeah. one, I think, was last time we made it past round three. Um, 
So yeah, Will Robocast will be going to game. All three of us will be there at the game on Saturday. So if you see us, give us a wave. I understand uh, Ben's going as well. Is he? Well, he's a London boy, isn't he? Oh, he's in London, so no, that's it's only down road for Ben, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Are you telling me it's about and I was I was travel for him. Yeah, well, no, it's only down road. That's down road terms in London, and I was away. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Four> <laughs> um. I think we'll do it. Anything else that we need to cover? I think we've we've covered all the bad stuff. Is there any other positive topics that you want to cover? I think we've covered. Um, there's the um, the effective gentleman's agreement between us, Huddersfield, and Sunderland to keep hold of Reg mm. and Greg until the end of the season. Like like I say, it's only a gentleman's agreement in principle um, because of COVID and <clears throat> you know the chairman's potentially having a say about what happens with them. But as it stands. Right now, Reg and Greg are staying past January, which is good. Um, Apparently, Reg has signed a new contract anyway, Huddersfield. Yeah, he has. Um, and so it's, so it's good news for his development. Yeah, exactly. And he'll stay with us for a bit of development, which is good. Um, Greg does seem very out of favour at Ipswich for Lee Johnson to say to Paul Ward. Yeah, yeah uh, sorry. 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 <laughs> uh, it does seem very out of favour for Lee Johnson to actually say to Paul Warren, we're probably not going to recall him, so it's all right for you to keep hold of him, which is interesting because his contract's up in the summer. Am I right in thinking, Danny, that there is, uh, within this transfer window, there is a timescale where you're allowed to call loan players back? Is it I before... Believe- I believe it's before the 15th of January. Mm, that's right. I yeah. think because that's our deadline to make a decision on Curtis Till, which, as I said at the start of the podcast, um, has been made a little bit more difficult because of the Freddie leak. So, Warnick is mm. very, very tight lipped on that now. Mm. Um, but yeah, I believe it is the 15th of January. Um, <clears throat> because if I remember rightly, when Tilt was on loan at Wigan last time, we recalled him early for the FA yeah. Cup game against Everton. Ev- Everton, yeah, and then sent him back to Wigan towards the end of the window because we wanted to bring him and have a look at him, but we got it in before mm. the fifteenth of January. Um, so yeah, so we have to wait until then for Ipswich, um, for Sunderland and Huddersfield to make a decision on Reg and Grigg. Um, but we've got until then to make a decision on Tilt. Now, personally, I think keeping Tilt out if we've got Angus coming back is a potential good bit of business because we could actually send Tilt to Wigan permanently to free up a wage because, yeah. let's face it, he's out of favour here after making only one appearance and the rest have been on loan at Wigan. Mm. Um, we've got Goose on his way back and should be at least league match day contendable uh, in February. Yeah. So... I, I think bringing it with Angus coming back, he's coming back at the right time. So that could keep Tilt away and potentially a permanent or even another loan to Wigan for the rest of the season. Freeing up a wage, which could then free up another wage with Freddie leaving for us to bring in another striker. So then we've got a four strikers back. Yeah, this you've got to have, really. Yeah, and barring any more exits elsewhere, which I can't see happening from what Tony said, um, <clears throat> where players will leave for only stupid money, like promotion, compensation, stupid money. Yeah. Um, we should be A-OK with what's happening at the minute. The only red flag being Freddie, but we'll play that by ear, I think is the best thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. Sound note. Twin got a two. You meant to have a quiet January and it's not quiet anymore. It's a load of talk of this. Oh, come on, boys. Come on. No. Cheer up. 
not a big but... deal. It's not a big deal. Well, we don't know if the problem is we don't know if it's a big deal. That's well, the point. Yeah. What are you it saying? Might, What's might, the dumb, dumb training pitch up? What's what? What, what is this? It might. It might. Everybody's <laughs> it might. It might. It might cause disruption in the squad. There's so many things it might cause. It might not. Everything might be. Might, might leave tomorrow and everything's fine and dandy. And we can all move on. It's the potential that it's bringing. So, up so let me get this right. Trials. I mean, we've got an hour and twenty minutes, Mick. If you want to go further, we can. I'm just. <laughs> I'm just trying to get my head around how you think somebody asking for a, saying I want to leave. Is all of a sudden going to destroy all the culture and everything else that's been I mean, that's built not, up in that team? I ask if it's, it's just, not. It's, it's the it's the it's the publicity it's brought up, and it's then the closing ranks that the club has to do to to save face and everything else. It's just unnecessary, which causes unnecessary spotlight, which causes unnecessary media attention, which causes potential unnecessary disruption between pet players potentially. Yeah. I, think I know I'd feel. I, 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 I know I'd feel. To be honest with you, so that's again. I'm only putting myself in their shoes. Which well, it might be you, wrong, but maybe you need to grow up then. Absolutely, thirty-one going on twelve. Me. But one thing um, that I can't see happening, but I sort of wish would happen. Well, well, not not completely, but it'd still be funny. It was if we got a picture from the training ground where everybody else is in like a nice group all training together, <laughs> and there's just Freddie on his own. As like the excommunicated member of the squad, it won't happen because that's not what the sort of club that we are. But if we're Man or Chelsea, we would. Yeah, but it'd be funny just for memes, wouldn't it? It would. You know, the IUSC would have a field day with a picture like that. (laughs) That'd be hilarious. Yeah. Big shout out to the IUSC for his um, his um, uh, mind the gap tweet, which is just just (laughs) absolute world class, world class. Yes. <laughs> anyway, we've gone long again. I feel like in the last month we've done about four or five hour and a half episodes. Um, this might be the normal time limit we normally do it. I don't know. Let's let's wait and see in future. Um, thank you all for watching. If you watch if you watch on YouTube, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. We appreciate it. already has watch on Facebook. Go over and subscribe so next time you get a notification instead of just catching it as and when it comes through. Um, if you're listening on iTunes or Spotify. And if you listen, if you listened before and you subscribe, thank you very much. We appreciate it. If you are a new listener because of the Freddy situation, make sure you subscribed on there and also subscribe. At, give us a five star rating as well. Um, I think that's about it. Don't forget Manscaped, sponsored by Manscaped. If you type in the code NYT, that will give you a discount of 20% plus free shipping. Keep an eye out for Mick and Ben's advert, which will be coming up next week uh, for that. <laughs> it is as bad as you think it is. It's great. Uh, so, <laughs> oh, uh, oh, Will Roebuck. This is a again another good story we've had to not talk about. Again, this is one of the problems it's causing me. Quick mention: Player of the Month for Barley is a Manager of the Month nomination for Paul Wall. Oh yeah. This again was sure something we should be talking about in more time, but we've ran out of time. That will be announced on Friday, so we will talk about that on the next episode. And if they don't if win, it's Freddie's fault. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Freddie's Freddie's something else wrong. Uh, so we'll be back on Sunday evening to, to review the QPR game, update any Freddie talk because there was a post match interview with Warney on Saturday. Um, and any other transfer news that may well happen. Uh, Danny, it's been a pleasure to have you with us. Uh, thank you for backing me up and hanging up with Mick with me. Yeah, no worries. Always a pleasure. <laughs> and Mick, I need you to find a pettiness inside you for the next episode if you can. 
I've I've no I've no I've, I don't have pettiness. You know me. I'm I'm far from petty, Gavin Ward. Um, <laughs> uh, but do, listen, a massive thank you to everybody for all the comments as well. It's just been impossible to keep up. Um, and uh, just a, a special message for John Morell. You know, good luck with Rebecca Welch this weekend. Um, don't blame me. It's not my fault. <laughs> but I hope, I hope you get I hope you get a result. Yeah, you come through. You want to sign, you want to sign off for his mum? <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing, um, it's been brilliant guys and we'll see you next time <laughs>